This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And we're talking about money blocks. It's a bit of a woo-woo topic, but I think it's really, really relevant because I think it's something that affects all of us and many of us don't realise it. What is a money block? A money block is something that says, everyone else can do this, but I can't because I am an insert idea of choice. And it stops us basically from moving up and making more money. And we need to get rid of them. Now, the reason why I thought of it was that I went to a networking meeting last week, fabulous meeting, full of developers who were doing phenomenal conversions, you know, the ugliest of 60s office blocks into beautiful flats. But there weren't an awful lot of landlords. And I sat next to one and we were chattering away. And he said, well, actually, I'm I'm a bit of a failure in, in property. I haven't really got going. I'm not doing much. And it transpired that he had 10 very profitable single lets. Most people would have stopped there you know, and gone, I've achieved. But because he was in this room full of uber achievers, he had slightly crushed his own joie de vivre and felt failure. And I thought, well, as I was driving home, money blocks, that was a clear indication that he had one and we're going to work on it together with him. But what does wealth mean to us individually? And why why do some people just never get going who can never actually achieve anything money-wise? And I think it's not because, in a, particularly in a property environment, no one has ever said to me, I know this tale of financial freedom in property is all stuff of nonsense. No, because we know it's true. I mean, it's a, it's a completely indisputable fact that if you do property correctly, you will make money. The problem is that some people just can't find a way of believing that they can do it. Isn't that sad? You know, belief is such an important thing that if you lack it, you can't actually do the nuts and bolts of property. And I think this is the biggest reason why many people fail to hit their goals or they just give up on property very quietly. They suddenly stop going to meetings. And I've said it before, I'm I'm really not very good at this woo-woo bit. So if you're like me and you don't do woo-woo, trust me, this is something that you will like and you will want to embrace the concept. I can see it in action and I really believe in it because mindset itself, you cannot see it, you cannot touch it, you cannot feel it, but a money block will stop you from doing almost anything. And it's your mindset that you've got to use to get over it. It takes work. It really does. It's one of those strange things, you know, A money block can make your mindset shrivel and die or thrive and grow. So you've got to know what you're looking at and why you need to work on it. I have to confess that it was something I'd never really given any thought to about. When I started, I had a 15-year plan, which I achieved in five years, and I had my portfolio, and I was having such fun building some houses, and I was doing this project and that project, and it really was basically me flying from one project to another. But there was no strategic long-term plan. Then I started, I went and joined in a big mentoring group full of property people, and be quite honest, they were all so driven, is the only word for it, with spreadsheets and this, that and the other, that I thought, I'm not doing any of this. And it rather put me into a bit of a spin and I ground to a complete halt. And I had to 
try and work out what the problem was and then to say to myself, oh, I'm now with it. It's just how you approach things, what I'm meant to do that is going to make a difference. So I took all the the good bits that I thought I could implement from the group and got going again. And indeed, it was like opening a dam, frankly. And sometimes you've got to see this whole getting over a money block in action before you realise that even the, the phrase money block is a real thing. It's not something that's been made up. I took a friend to a one day workshop run by an amazing money mindset expert. And it was in a theatre, so we were all sitting in rows. And we sat behind an influencer for the workshop. And I knew she was an influencer because I had read her book. I had it. And she currently, incidentally, has 43,000 followers on Instagram. Yep, 43,000. So with that in mind, listen on. Well, we'd been given these workbooks that we had to go through bit by bit with the guidance from the front of the stage. And we suddenly realised that the influencer in front of us was clearly very short-sighted because, and she didn't like to wear her glasses in public, perhaps she was too vain, because she had to keep pulling her workbook up to her face so that she could see what she'd written. And there, in her own handwriting, we could see that she was currently earning less than we were with her enormous reach and, you know, bells and whistles about her business and everything else, what she'd put down was less than we earned. That was such an ego boost. It really was. And then, of course, we had to start deciding what we were going to earn in the future, what we wanted to do in our businesses. Again, what she thought she might earn by the end of next year, you know, it was so small compared to us that we were really quite struck. And we came to the conclusion later that it had never occurred to her, she'd obviously never done any work on this subject, that she was quite capable of adding at least one naught, if not two noughts, probably going into double seven figures probably, of what she was currently earning. It really was a great eye-opener for us. So I started to really listen when I was doing my accountability groups and one-to-one mentoring about what people said to me was the problem, why they couldn't do what they'd said they were going to do. And actually, the limiting beliefs and the money blocks fell roughly into three camps. Unfortunately, some people had a foot in more than one camp, so they had a bit more work to do to get out of it. But in no particular order, I think the three things that stifle money mindset and create a block are, first of all, not accepting that now now is the time and it's your time to create success. No one else's. If you're working for yourself, it's you and you've got to get going now. And in groups, you hear people who are saying this by saying things like, that was an amazing talk, wasn't it? But, you know, he's very lucky because his area supports HMOs or high yield or perhaps flips because my area doesn't do whatever it is. Well, straight away, they're blaming someone else for their lack of activity in their area. Now, they may have a a gem of truth there, but it's not normal that everything is wrong. And secondly, they probably go, yeah, great talk. I'm really inspired, but I'm not going to do it straight away because I've got all these things going on in my life and I must get X and Y sorted out and then I'll do property. Well, unfortunately, when you dig down, you discover that the X and Y have nothing to do with property. It's nothing useful like sorting out their accounts so that they can get good funding or anything else like that. It's just niff naff and trivial around the edges. And my favourite, actually, is those who listen to a speaker and go, yes, but you see, people from my background, we don't do that sort of stuff. That really annoys me. And I do understand it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into that in a much more depth in another episode because I think background is a big drain. 
but you can do something about it. And one of the first things is, is to realize that you are an individual. Why not be the first one in your family to be financially free? Because if you think about it, there's always got to be someone who's first at doing everything. And a generation ago, there were, well, I would say the majority of families in the country had never had someone go to university. It wasn't a thing, was it? The changes in education and and entry levels into universities changed that. But why not be the first person to actually be the financially free person in the family? Go on. But to do that, I think you've got to move into a group of people who are doing this day in, day out. So find a really good supportive network group. And because you need their fairy dust to rub off on you, make the dream seem normal. And what I mean by that is to some people, the only concept of buying a house is a forever house. And they've got to save up the deposit and then they've got this and they've got that. And it's a huge, huge number. And that's how they base all their thoughts about property investing numbers on. And of course, it's not true. We we look at numbers in a completely different way. So find the group that's going to be talking about numbers in the way that really suits you. If you don't find it first time, move on. They may not be aligned with you. Find the people who are. And the second block is not having a strategy, not having an action plan to work with. I do find this very difficult. It's quite often you hear it articulated in groups by someone who goes, um, no, don't really have a plan. It's a dream. It's a dream of mine. I'm, I'm really passionate about making the dream work. It may or may not happen, but hey, let's see. It's you know, Well, it's all about the journey, isn't it? About whether it's going to be good or bad at the end. I don't know. But isn't it fun? Well, no, that is planning to fail as far as I'm concerned. Why would you not want to have a statement, a black and white statement on a board that says where I want to be in 10 years time to allow you to drill down and draw up a workable action plan? Because is it that difficult to say, this is my life and I want it to work in this way. I want at the end of my life to have achieved this. And and for quite frank, money does make the world go round. So you've got to earn it somewhere. And at some point, you will not be able to earn money and you will still want to continue the lifestyle you have. Now, we can't all be multimillionaires. And some of us may genuinely find the concept terrifying or too big. But we can create the financial freedom that will give us what we want. And that's what you've got to hold on to and not stop somebody else's mega idea, stop you from doing your small idea, because your small idea may work perfectly for you. Don't be put off. You know, because, and again, I'm going to quote from the networking meeting, some people's numbers are just going to stop you dead in your tracks. So I did meet someone at this networking day that said uh, he wanted to own in 10 years' time, 10,000 properties. Yeah, that was the figure, and it was said with a straight face. I can't see the point of wanting to earn that or buy that number of properties unless you are setting up a seriously big corporation, in which case, what are you doing at a a landlord's symposium and a networking group? It was all a bit out of kilter because, you know, one or two might, as I say, be the one that you need to have in order to create your perfect dream. So the failure to plan, I think, is the easiest to sort out because it can be done fast or slowly, depending on the time you've got. You may need a quick injection of discipline. And so you need to work with a mentor on a one-to-one basis or on a project basis. Now, what I mean by project is that you may realize that you've got a vital skill lacking and you just need to do a short course to pick up that skill. That's very, very helpful. 
You may want to do a VIP strategy day where you're able to work on you and your business and your mindset and pull all those threads together to create the package to move forward. You know, that's something some people love and come back to time and time again. They're very successful. They've got the last plan that's been achieved. Okay, come along, Rachel, stretch my mind, push me. Where do I need to go next? What can I do? Let's talk through why I I think I can't do it. Let's get over that block. I fully understand, though, that to some people, being the only person in the room for a whole day working with me is paralyzing. The thought is quite the grimmest thing. In fact, they can feel quite sick about it. Well, that's fine. Join a group. And in fact, I'm going to put some groups together. So if that's the sort of thing that would interest you, please get on my waiting lists. A small group where you've got time to basically listen you know, you're somebody who learns by listening to how other people experience things, adjusting it to how you feel, and then making sure that you can put all the bits in place to move forward. That's fine. And I don't think groups should ever be seen as something less than a one-to-one session. Because I think that the actual bits of property, learning how to do it, the nuts and bolts, that's really quite easy, to be quite honest. The difficult bit is getting up every morning. It's getting up knowing why we're doing what we're doing and always having a smiling, happy face in the front of you know a problem that could be tricky and can set you back. So if that sounds like you, sounds like you'd be interested in any of that, then DM me or follow my link on my show notes to my website and join a wait list. And find me on Facebook and join my group that I'm setting up, Solopreneur, where I can support everyone who doesn't want to build a gigantic empire. They want to build something that they enjoy without having to have lots of in-house people. That's a property solopreneur. But lastly, the third mind block I think that many people have is saying, I can't do this because I haven't got the correct education or skill set to become rich. Well, It all, I think, stems from a slight insecurity of realising that when we enter property, most of us have never done it before. We all start off on a level playing pitch. So you hear an awful lot of chatter in rooms about what people did before they came into property. Almost if property is a secondary activity, even though they no longer are what they were in a career setting. So weird that people will tell you lots about the fact they were a teacher, a secretary, a nuclear scientist, mortgage broker and not realise that makes you no better at being good at property than perhaps Mrs Practical who's run a house or worked in a shop, or perhaps is a plumber or a trade. In fact, I come across a lot of property-based professionals who find the leap to being a serial landlord or developer quite difficult. They just know too much. Those are the people who are the structural engineers, the surveyors, all those sorts of people who deal with property day in, day out, probably for another company, in the millions. And they find it too difficult to then come back. They've got the opposite problem to most of us, really, haven't they? They find it difficult to come back to the small number and then make it work for them. I can't tell you the number of successful property people I know who find reading and writing really difficult. But they've acknowledged that property does not require exceptional reading skills. It doesn't, honestly. You've just got to be able to read and write. What Your level is fairly unimportant because this is a great thing. If you need really clever reading stuff and you know interrogation of legal stuff or whatever, well, you can pay somebody to do that. You don't have to do it yourself. You do not have to be the cleverest person in the room. 
In fact, I find, quite honestly, those who I'm working with who are challenged perhaps in a reading-writing way, they send me their reports in some really quite clever ways. They're much quicker, you know, to outsource to VAs or have their properties managed by agents, which, of course, allows them two things. One, to grow faster because they're not trying to do everything themselves. And they're not getting bogged down is the other thing in the small minutiae. They will ask for top level information. There is, after all, absolutely no career progression for a property solopreneur. You can come in and build a block of flats as your first effort and then spend the rest of your life doing flips or single lets. It doesn't matter. There is no way in to do a set thing. Financially, there are barriers put in our way, but there's no one rule and regulation that says you have to do property in the following order. So money blocks are very, very real. I think they're as real as a physical barrier, but they're a wall you can knock down, but only if you've recognised them and worked on them. And they all require us, all these ideas require us to get out of our comfort zone and to confront our worries, which is always a bit of a, a problem for some of us. Because we then, once we've confronted our problem, we've got to have the strength to stick our ground and to find a way to support ourselves, whether we join groups, as I say, or we do it ourselves. Property success is not just about finding, funding and farming it. It all starts in the mind with the belief that property is for you. It is the way that you're going to succeed financially and that you can do it and that you deserve to make the substantial amounts of money that are there if you want to do the work. Money mindsets and money mind blocks, up for you to change it. If you've recognised that you've got any of the three I've just mentioned, I suspect you're probably on the way to change one of them as we speak. Because we know that the amount that we can earn through property is up to us, be it 100 grand or 100 million. Ooh, I know that that might be perceived as being a bit of a stretch for a solopreneur, but somebody will be up for the challenge. So what is your mental money block? How can I help you unlock it? How Well, find me on Insta, Facebook, or send me an email at Rachel, spelled A-E-L, at racheltroughton.com. Because if you're feeling stuck and you've got a, a money block, let's get you unstuck. Come and join me as fellow solopreneurs, you know, wanting to create a sustainable, a profitable, manageable and achievable financial freedom through property. That's what we all want. So let's support you to do it. Come on, let's lose our money mind blocks. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. <laughs>